0: So, for our next blog, we're going to talk about being aware or be aware of the ball droppers. Hey everybody, Scott Dust here. Welcome to the channel. If you're interested in learning more about organizational behavior and organizational psychology, you're in the right place. The conversations we'll be having are about infusing science to better understand how to lead and manage ourselves and others. If you're interested, please subscribe. Thanks and good luck. Inevitably, you'll work with people who just can't deliver. And uh, it's very annoying. It's upsetting. And you spend all this time and you invest all this energy and try to make something happen. And it flops because of the other party, right? So what are we going to do about it? How to fix it? How to maybe prevent
1: it? Uh, All the above. So what about you? Have you dealt with a lot of ball droppers? We all have, right? Um, And ball droppers is like almost on a spectrum, right? And everybody's got an opinion of, performers and low performers right yeah i think there's two things i want to kind of talk about you know on this segment how do you manage or how do you handle someone with the reputation of a as a ball dropper you know someone that you may not have working experience with but you know how often is it like oh i see you're working on a project so and so sorry to hear that you haven't met this person yet right it happens quite a bit, uh, at least with, with me, but then how do you manage, how do you manage on the other hand, you're working with someone on a, on a project or a, on an assignment, the ball is dropped, but you still have something to, to accomplish, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so in your place, so let's, let's go through the first one. How do you manage or what are your thoughts on Getting through or approaching a project with someone that's a reputational, either low performer or known to drop the ball?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think what the research would suggest is that when there's someone who is uh, a social loafer, which is different than just a low performer, right? Somebody that's social loafing is writing it out, knowing that they'll still be able to put their name on the final deliverable without contributing as much as the rest of the group. And I think it's really, it is important to to point out what you pointed out, which is that it's a continuous variable. It's not a dichotomous variable. More often than not, especially in the working world, I mean, they're probably contributing something. They just might not be contributing as much as they should, or maybe to the same level of quality that they should. I think the number one preventative measure is to embed some degree of social accountability and social responsibility into the teaming process. And you could do things such as uh, create a team charter, um, which is essentially a a quasi-contract when a group comes together on a project, or if they're working together relatively regularly, like a department, and putting in writing, right? Like, what are we trying to accomplish together what are the communication norms? How are we going to go about ensuring accountability and responsibility, et cetera? Um, that can help because, you know, everybody's contributed to that and it's in writing and you can always kind of pull that out and say, hey, look, remember we decided that this is the way that we're going to work together. Um, so that's one thing that I think works. Um, but then when, when it's low performance, right, if the ball dropping has to do with, with that, I think that's different. And that's a little bit tougher because you might not necessarily have the authority per se to speak to those types of problems. So that gets a little bit harder and you kind of have to involve the right people um, to work on development and and have a plan for trying to help people improve in that aspect of their work.
1: That's interesting. Like when, as soon as ball dropping came into, you know, on the topic, I, I immediately assumed low performer, right. But you, you bring a whole other perspective and context here as someone who is just there for the ride, but ready to put their name uh, on, the final, on the final drawing or deliverable or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think there's some uh, similar and overlapping strategies that can work in both situations. And so for me, what I try to do is anytime I'm working with someone new, you know, there's always a, there needs to be some sort of trust uh, upfront with who you're working with but I also like to verify um, and not necessarily from a malicious or I don't, you know, sure. viewpoint, but to me, unless I, until I'm comfortable or I have an, a, a history of working with you and I kind of can predict your capabilities, then yeah. uh, I need to have that awareness. I think everyone should have that awareness. Right. So it's kind of, going into it with that framework and so what what can you do right and I think in, in your in your blog it, it talks about setting up expectations um, being a little bit more formal with roles and responsibilities and who's expected to deliver what and then what what precise um, level of participation and role each person is expected to to have right are you the leader are you the doer are you the checker mm-hmm. um, yeah I think communicating those upfront and often will help you be successful. Yeah yeah,
0: I think that you brought up I think a, two different things. number one, being really aware of uh, the type of team contribution right so like team roles theory is really helpful for organizing how everybody in the team can contribute to the to the collective deliverable. Right, some people are the are, are the uh, navigators. Some are the engineers. Some are the liaison. Right, there's all sorts of different ways that you could formalize. What's your ideal role for this team? And to the extent that you can be aware of those things, you could potentially customize the right type of work for the right type of team member. Um, that I think is is a good start. And then also, if you do know that specific people might be struggling, I think the tendency is for us to have like a sink or swim type mentality which always comes back to bite us right so it's okay i'm working on i'm working on this project with this person who historically hasn't really been able to perform and you don't reach out and try to help them out right or try to take some of the responsibility off instead it's a sink or swim we'll see what happens and then we moan and groan about it afterwards but that didn't help us right because you're still attached to this deliverable so like in some way, we should be more proactive and try to kind of create some guardrails around the situation as opposed to just waiting for
1: it to explode. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. It's a tough one to manage because sink or swim isn't helping uh, anyone, right? If, If you kind of box someone out and label them as the ball dropper and kind of just Carve out very little, if anything, for them to do. Then, then other people are taking on more of the workload that increases their stress and happiness, and you know, balance of, of everything in the project, right? right? And then the other person is not developing either. Sure. I think this is just like you know, we keep we keep uh, harping on the same concepts. I think on a lot of these segments is having the awareness of the situation, being proactive to to address it, and and really just keeping an eye on it, right? I mean, yeah. Um, earlier you did mention, uh, you said something that resonated with me. And I feel like when you give someone, uh, when you hold them accountable, whether that's to present in front of the group or to deliver their accomplishment or work to the group, somewhere where the, uh, the broader team or um, their peers, it doesn't have to be their boss, but is if people are reviewing and seeing what they're doing or didn't do, um, they, they care. Uh, and they're going to, I think generally will step up if they know what they're doing is going to be uh, revealed. That's right. I, I, think, I think that's the best approach. I, I definitely agree, right?
0: There's got to be some level of intrinsic drive. If it's, um, if it's helping that person recognize that their work will be seen, then that's, that's great. And that could also actually be a form of extrinsic motivation and that they're a little bit scared. And so they have to kind of, they're worried about the, the stick um, as well as uh, potentially being motivated by the carrot. So either one, I think is fine, but you're right. Just being aware of it and keeping an eye on it. It's great. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining. For more resources on bridging the gap between science and practice for all things organizational behavior, go to scottdust.com. From there, you can subscribe to the monthly newsletter. And for for, for more evidence-based insight, you can also find the social media, YouTube, and podcast resources. Thanks so much. See you next time.